Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Shane, and welcome to episode two of Nighttime with Shane. So thank you everybody who uh, tuned in for the first episode, all four of you, one of them being me. Um, so I appreciate it if you are coming back. Uh, like I said, this is just a fun time for us to get together and chat and talk about all things DZ Comics. So uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter than last week's because uh, a little bit less news um, right now. Comic-Con is kicking off today, and we got Justice Con coming on Saturday. Uh, so it's going to be a big weekend of news. Um, so next week's will be long. But this week, uh, there's not a whole lot of brand new news. So um, we'll just kind of chit-chat a little bit, and then uh, we'll get on our day. So let's start with movie talk. So movie talk. So uh, a lot of actual stuff kind of came out in little snippets here and there um, over the last week in regards to DC movies. Uh, <clears throat> one of them being that the Flash movie starring Ezra Miller will not feature the Atlantean and Amazon war that was from uh, the Flashpoint comic. So what do we know right now? Um you know, this movie is, is called Flashpoint, apparently, uh, but it seems like they're not really doing anything from the comic. They're just using the name and, and the general concept of Barry traveling back in time and effing up uh, the, the, the timeline. So other than that, it doesn't sound like there's much um, to do with the comic book. I mean, we've we've already got a, uh, um, a rumor, a strong rumor, suggesting that they're not doing the Thomas Wayne story with the introduction of... Uh, reintroduction of Michael Keaton's Batman. So that means Thomas Wayne is out by not having the Atlantean and Amazon war. I mean, that, that basically takes out the, that whole subplot. Um, there has been an ongoing rumor for a while that cyborg will be in the movie um, because in justice league, both versions, actually um, the one that was released theatrically as well as the, um, uh, Snyder's version, the flash and flash, the Flash and Cyborg, sorry, the Flash and Cyborg had a good relationship um, and a friendship. So we saw that kinship kind of uh, blossom in the movie a little bit from awkward high fives or fist bumps um, to uh, at the end of the movie when they finally kind of came together. So they, there's been a rumor for a while that uh, that we were going to see um, Ray Fisher's Flash. Jeez, I'm tongue tied today. Ray Fisher's Cyborg in the Flash movie. Uh, no, no confirmed confirmation. I know an early uh, version of the script um, with a early director uh, had Cyborg in it. That was confirmed. But then now we are looking at uh, uh, the unknown. So that's a pretty cool um, bit of news there. Uh, also, Snyder uh, took to um, Vero, which is his um, go-to social media platform, to talk a little bit about the Snyder Cut. Uh, he he mentioned uh, that right now the Snyder Cut looks like it's going to be about five hours long. Now, I mean, we've always known that it was going to be roughly uh, three hours, give or take. But with him saying that currently the, the current cut that he's looking at is, is pushing closer to around five hours. So, the, I mean, we're talking Lord of the Rings, um, Ultimate Edition, Director Cut, whatever you want to call it. Uh, stat status here with a five-hour-long superhero movie. Now, sign me up. I mean, I'll be there, but um, will you? So also, while he was doing it, he was talking a little bit about how his um, movie is not meant to replace uh, the Joss Whedon Justice League. Uh, 
uh, he's kind of looking at it as a branched off continuity. So, um, and he even actually references the term Snyderverse. So, you know, we as fans have, have referred to it as the Snyderverse, but uh, um, he's actually saying, you know, it's a possibility that, that the Snyderverse could live on in parallel to the DC cinematic universe. Uh, so we do know that his version of the Justice League is not going to be considered part of the official DCEU. To me personally, I think that's always subject to change. Money talks, right? So if it's released on HBO Max and uh, makes a crap ton of money, uh, I, I have a feeling Warner Brothers might usher it a little bit closer to actual continuity than not. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time uh, cinema has retconned their own movies. I mean, they've done it. Uh, I can, The biggest that I can think of off the top of my head is Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. Uh, when Evil Dead 2 came out, they they basically retconned Evil Dead 1. Um, you know, I mean, and, and how many times has the Terminator movies retconned their, their failed attempts at sequels? And let's just pretend that they didn't exist. I mean, even Superman did it when Superman Returns came out. Uh, Superman Returns asked the viewer to forget Superman 3 and 4. And uh, the, the new continuity, quote unquote, is Superman 1. Two and then Superman Returns. So it isn't uncommon uh, for for filmmakers and studios to ask the fans to uh, forget something or you know just kind of throw it off to the side like it doesn't exist. So uh, will that happen with the Snyderverse? Are they is is uh, his version of the Justice League going to overpower Whedon's and push it out of continuity? I guess we'll see. But, um, you know, Snyder, Snyder refers to his version of the Justice League as, um, you know, it's, it's its own take. It's his own vision. It's his own um, uh, goal uh, of his to finish the movie the way he wanted. He's not um, being the uh, classy man that we, he is, and he has been through this entire thing. He's not um, talking uh, poorly about Whedon. He's not saying that Whedon's movie is not good. He's just saying that he's making his movie and then, um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there and what happens happens. So, you know, a lot of respect for him for that. Uh, he did also talk about Superman a little bit because uh, one of the biggest takeaways when his movie came out or sorry, when, when the Whedon movie came out was that the return of Superman kind of got butchered a little bit. It wasn't, uh, uh, it was kind of just like, you know, you got that really cool scene at the uh, the monument, and then boom, okay, he's in a cornfield. Apparently, he smells good, and he's Superman again. But you didn't get to see what made him Superman again. And uh, though I do, for a number of reasons, believe that Lois could bring him out of it, um, the movie didn't even do a good job of that as well. So um, Snyder had this to say about Superman. He said, <clears throat> "Excuse me, Superman is such an abstract character." in his powers and what he's able to do. Anytime you can bring him back down to earth, he becomes a lot more relatable. And for that, he's more interesting. A huge respect for his moral code. And I think his ultimate place on top of the pyramid of DC superheroes, in the end, he has to achieve that pinnacle. Uh, he was asked if, if in his version of the Justice League, if Superman would reach the pinnacle. And he had this to say, I always felt like that was what I was doing. Now, like with the resurrection sort of theme concept, you know who he is now, what he is. When you touch the eternal in the sense that you've come back from the grave, how we, how are we changed by that? And that's true. You know, Superman, we saw it in, in Man of Steel, and we definitely saw it in Batman versus Superman. Uh, Superman was, people didn't know what to think of him. 
you know, they, they were very quick to call him hero, but they were very quick to call him villain. And um, so he was a victim of that. He, you know, we, we would see, you know, the spectrum people uh, on one hand, you have the, the folks down in, in South America who were praising him like a god. Um, and then on the other hand, people were, were casting him out because of the capital bombing. So, you know, we saw that that back and forth and that turmoil in, in him. And, and, you know, to me, one of the most touching scenes in Batman versus Superman was when you saw him, his most vulnerable when, you know, early, early in the morning or late at night, whatever, he calls uh, Smallville and he wakes up his mom. And, you know, like all moms do, you pick up the phone when your kid calls you in the middle of the night because you're scared. And he just says, hi, you know, just simple. Hi. And, you know, to me, I mean, this movie's been out for what, five years now, four years, um, still gives me chills when I watch it because that is Clark. Right. I mean, you, you, that's him at his weakest, like, like every person, when you don't know what to do, you call mom. And that's what he did. He called his mom. He, he had a conversation with his mom about, you know, why did a dad ever leave Kansas? You know, and, and, um, and Snyder, I think did a really good job of that. And some people argue that he took too long with that, but you know, if, if you actually read, um, the comics, you realize Superman's weakness is not kryptonite. It's not doomsday. It's not Lex Luthor. His weakness is his heart. And, um, Snyder really fed off of that. And he really emphasized that. So, you know, um, if you think of, of the the pinnacle that he was referring to, uh, when the world sees him sacrifice himself and take out Doomsday that the government had just deemed as unstoppable, when he sacrifices himself to do this and he dies and the world lost a hero, but then the hero returns, like you as a civilization now look at him as for what he truly is. You know, he's he is this hero he is this unstoppable force of good and you know you can't keep good down and you can't yeah you can't keep good men down so anyways so uh that's that's uh my chat about snyder cut i can go on and on for hours about that uh let's talk a little bit about the batman so there's not a whole lot out there on the market about the batman um we know that due to covid19 it is um paused right now for production uh, they didn't get very far in filming. Uh, they roughly got around 20% uh, filming completed before the shutdown. Um, there is a rumor, though, at uh, DC Fandom that we might get a teaser trailer. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed. But in the meantime, uh, the actors are starting to show their anticipation for returning. Uh, in a recent interview, Colin Farrell uh, was talking about you know the Batman. And, and for those of you who don't know, Colin Farrell plays Penguin, Oswald Cobblepot in the Batman. Um, it's a much more down to earth take on the penguin. Um, he's, uh, um, he's not the, the fat, short, weird, odd shaped man. Um, he's a little bit more like the Gotham, uh, TV show version of the penguin. You know, he's slimmer, just kind of dresses like a rich, arrogant guy. Um, but it's, it's really cool. Actually, it's a really neat take. Uh, I can try to find a picture and post it on my Instagram. Uh, if you want to check it out. Um, but he said uh, what he really loves about Matt Reeves' take on Batman is there's so much of the classic feel there. Uh, you know it's Batman. You recognize this world, but yet it's different at the same time. It's new. 
And that's what excited him about it. And doing research, he's been going back and watching some of the old Batman with his. Sorry about that little hiccup there. Uh, he's gone back and watching some of the old Batman movies with his kids. And though they are great and he loves watching them, it really makes him appreciate this new take that Matt Reeves is doing. Um, also, Zoe Kravitz posted on her social media a really um, interesting picture of uh, Prince roller skating wearing a Batman t-shirt. And she has uh, the caption, can't wait to get back to work. So the cast uh, all together is seeming like they're really excited about what they're doing and they're ready to work. Uh, we haven't heard much about uh, Robert Pattinson. He's, he's relatively quiet, but that's not uncommon. He's a pretty odd, quiet fella anyways. So uh, let's talk about some toys. So it's toy time. So uh, last week we talked about the, the McFarlane figures, uh, how Todd McFarlane has taken over the rights of DC Comics from Mattel. Um, he's done some really awesome figures. Uh, you know, he's gone everywhere from the movie line. You know, he made um, uh, a couple figures from the new Wonder Woman 1986 movie. He's done a few from the comic book. Uh, he did uh, Action Comics Superman. Um, he did uh, the Hellbat suit from uh, the Batman run where Batman goes and gets Robin from uh, Apocalypse. He did uh, Detective Comics number uh, 1000 or 100. Um, and uh, let's see, what else has he done? He did a couple from the animated series line. He's done Nightwing. You know, so he's done a couple from the TV as well, TV show. So he's done a lot, uh, different variations and, and different mediums. Um, and then uh, last month, he announced that he's going to start working on the Dark Knight Metal uh, line, which is pretty cool because it's the first time these characters are going to be made in action figure form. So uh, this line is going to have the Murder Machine. Uh, Murder Machine is um, the Dark Knight Metal version of Batman and Cyborg. Uh, maybe for Comic Talk next week, we'll talk a little bit about Dark Knight Metals, uh, Dark Knight's Metal if uh, you haven't read it. And I'll explain who some of these characters are. So his first line is going to be Murder Machine, uh, the Grim Knight. So the Grim Knight is a, is a character that debuted not in Dark Knight's Metal, but um, a spinoff of it uh, that came the Batman Who Laughs. Um, so uh, the Grim Knight is a, is a really awesome character. Um, imagine if you mixed Batman with Punisher. So he's Batman, but he has no problem pulling out a gun. Uh, also, we have Devastator. So Devastator is from Dark Knight's Metal as well. This is what happens when Batman takes the Doomsday virus and becomes a Doomsday. Uh, we also have um, uh, just uh, 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 Dawnbreaker. Sorry, I drew a blank on his name. Dawnbreaker. So Dawnbreaker is uh, Batman and Green Lantern um, merger, so to speak, from the Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, so that was uh, some pretty awesome news there. Um, he also did announce that he's going to do a red death figure. Uh, so, uh, that one kind of came a little separate. It didn't come in the initial launch. So, um, uh, I don't really have a whole lot of information on that one, but today, actually, uh, July 23rd, uh, he announced on his official Facebook page that he is, uh, the next wave of dark Knight metal figures. So, um, there's going to be another Batman who laughs. Um, this one is from, uh, the um, current story that's going on. Uh, he looks a little bit different, a little bit more armored. He has wings. Um, there's going to be an infected Superman. So there's a story in the Batman versus Super, or sorry, Batman Superman comic book line where um, a bunch of the heroes get infected with the Joker virus. So you're going to get an infected Superman. 
you're going to get a regular Batman figure from Dark Knight Metals based off of the Greg Capullo design, which is great. Um, you're also going to get an Infected Robin figure. Uh, the Infected Robin figure does come with three interchangeable heads because uh, the Batman Who Laughed does have three Robins that he keeps on chains at all times. And uh, so you would have to buy three versions of this, three figures, and just put one head on each figure in order to have the three Robins. They will not be sold in a pack. They're not going to be sold um, as individual figures. It's going to be one figure with three interchangeable heads. And the Build-A-Figure will be Merciless. So Merciless is the Dark Knight Metal version of Batman. Uh, he kills um, Ares and um, becomes the God of War. And so, spoiler so yeah, so uh, that's all I have for Toy Talk. Um, and actually to kind of round out the day, let's talk a little bit about DC Universe streaming subscription. So uh, they announced uh, on Tuesday that DC Universe will no longer be offering annual subscriptions. So as many of us uh, have suspected for some time, this probably spells the end of the DC Universe streaming app. So once HBO Max was announced um, and it was, uh, announced and, and released that Doom Patrol would be moving over to DC Universe. That started the speculation train of what does that mean for DC Universe? And we slowly started seeing more and more movies being pulled from DC Universe and put onto HBO Max. Um, it's been subtle. They haven't made a big deal about it, but if you've been paying attention, if you have both services, you notice that DC Universe is starting to get uh, um, less and less and the HBO Max is getting more and more. So uh, what does that mean? Does that mean the end of uh, DC Universe? Um, I actually like the streaming service. I've had it since day one. I will admit, though, um, if they put it all on HBO Max, that's fine by me. Uh, I use DC Universe mainly. I watch Titans. Um, I love that show, as well as uh, sometimes I'll just throw on an old animated series or something along those lines and, and watch it. But uh, I do like DC Universe app a lot. I think, it, and but see, DC Daily I think was one of the biggest things that they had going for it. It's a great show, but they ended that last month. So, you know, who knows? And then with HBO Max, I mean, there's the talk of Snyderverse continuing through HBO Max. So I think to me that's really exciting because, you know, is HBO Max going to be the venue in which we get the Snyderverse growing on? I mean, there's a there's a rumor going around and and. And I'll preface any time I talk about this stuff as rumor, because it is rumor. Um, I'm not a scooper. I, I do um, follow and communicate with a lot of people who are considered scoopers, uh, but uh, I'm not one myself. I don't have any inside sources or anything like that, but uh, I'm just here to shoot the shit like we would in a comic book store. So uh, there is a rumor going around right now that Affleck is considering returning to the role of Batman on an HBO Max series. Um, where Batman will face off against Deathstroke, which was his original uh, plan for his standalone Batman movie. Now, I'm going to say the odds are highly against that happening. Affleck has been somewhat clear that he um, is done playing the role of Batman. Uh, but you know what? Money talks, and his last movie did not do very well. Um, so who knows? You know, maybe, and, and it's a much more controlled environment. Uh, HBO Max is there. There's a lot less pressure on a streaming service show than there is a, a, a big screen production, and also the the powers that be, who were some of the reasons why he left the role, are no longer at Warner Brothers, and the the new regime seems to be very pro Snyder, 
and wanting to give him, you know, some of his, his, uh, his opportunities back. And, uh, you know, Ben took the role because of Snyder. He took the role because of his respect for Zack Snyder. So who knows, maybe, you know, stranger things have happened, right? So we may see what happens there. So, uh, I mean, Henry Cavill, Superman, he, he has a streaming show, right? The Witcher. So, you know, who's to say that, uh, you know, Ben Affleck is, is not willing to do a streaming show himself. So, all right, everybody, that's all I got for you. I told you it was going to be a short one, uh, this week. Thank you so much for chiming in and listening to my annoying voice. Um, you know, I'm getting, I'm new at this. Uh, I hope every week gets a little bit better and better. Um, I'm not trying to put on a five-star podcast here. I just want to talk with some friends about what's going on in the, in the world of DC comics and, uh, and just have some fun. So, uh, once again, this weekend is Comic-Con. So check it out, go to Comic-Con, um, I think it's .com or something like that, but, uh, all the panels and everything are, are free to stream. So geek out and take advantage of that. Um, also this weekend, uh, starting today, Sideshow Con. So Sideshow Collectibles is showing their newest, uh, and greatest. And then, uh, starting Saturday is Justice Con. Um, so this is a convention made by the fans to celebrate Zack Snyder and his vision of Justice League. And Zack Snyder is a confirmed guest speaker along with Ray Fisher and Ray Porter, uh, who played Cyborg and Darkseid respectively, as well as a few other people that were involved in the making of, of Justice League. So check that out as well. You'll have plenty of geeky stuff to do this weekend. All right. Thanks everybody. Be safe out there. Talk to you next time.